Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome everyone to episode number 69 from Delving into Islam podcast. This is your host, Wa'il, and it is a blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a privilege that I'm able to talk to you about the religion of Islam and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is allowing me to share my knowledge with you. Thank you so much for listening and participating and sending in all your questions and suggestions. And speaking of which, if you have any questions or suggestions, please email me at delvingintoislam at gmail.com. Again, Delving into Islam at gmail.com and I promise I will get back to you as soon as possible inshallah now this podcast is for anyone whether you are remotely curious about the religion of Islam or if you are for any reason studying Islam or if you are thinking about becoming a Muslim or if you just became a Muslim or if you are already a Muslim who you know is interested in learning more about Islam this podcast is for you inshallah now with that being said let's get right into today's topic and actually before we start today's topic I would like to thank all of you so much for you know your positive feedback and all your emails and your you know your overwhelming uh, 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 positive feedback and 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 kind words. Um, thank you so much. And again, it, it brings me a great honor and and it humbles me that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is is allowing me uh, you know to be uh, you know share my knowledge with you. Right? For anyone who you know emails me and tells me that you know the podcast has been very helpful and you know they learned so much from it this is a great uh, uh you know great blessings from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and again thank you so much you know for uh listening and participating now uh, today's topic uh you know um is, is it's uh, a lot of people listen to a previous episode that i had regarding you know love and heartbreaks and all these things in islam and and we talked about a specific story w- within one of our listeners and you know, uh, uh, and, and the whole reason why we talk about these stories, whether we talk about stories from the Sira or whether to talk about stories and, and I share stories from our listeners, who, of course, I take permission from uh, before I do so, uh, is to for us to learn from them. Right. This is we, this is not a story telling podcast. We learn from these things in, you know, Islamically and we use the religion to navigate through the hardship of certain things. And if you guys haven't noticed, this season has been divided into two themes uh, the first one and, and uh, the, the major one was is the biography of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam we've been alhamdulillah doing so well in that uh, and the second theme is 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 the emotional issues that muslims face you know we talked about depression we talked about anxiety we talked about those who feel that they are away from allah and we talked about again love and 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 the, what is the wrong way of, of 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 you know being in love and what is the right way of doing so in the halal way and you know heartbreak cheating all these things we talked about about our emotional uh, struggles that Muslims and non-Muslims, you know, they uh, suffer from. So we try our best to learn from stories. And me, myself, I learn, you know, more than anybody else. And I try to, you know, pass on the knowledge to, uh, you know, uh, all of you guys. Now, people listened to the episode and they were asking me, they said that, you know, they the episode resonated with them and the story, similar things happened to them, not exactly the same way. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, you know, there was a story of, of one of the listeners who was involved in a relationship with someone. Now, I'm not going to get into the detail of, uh, of that, but like basically uh, he was uh, betrayed and, 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 and certain things happened between him and that person and he thought he was going to marry her, but you know, it just went upside down and it went, you know, it, it, the whole thing went south because it was not right from the first place. He made uh, major sins and, and the relationship was, was a mistake. But now he, had, you know, he realized it and, and I'm actually still talking to him and, 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 and communicating with him regarding that. And 
we learned a lot, a lot from it, you know, from the, that episode. Now, a lot of people wanted me to focus on the betrayal part because they felt they related to that even more. So I have someone by the name of Peter, he, who is a new listener. Peter, thank you so much for listening, who actually was on the other side of the spectrum. So he was the one who actually betrayed, not betrayed, but he was dishonest with, with, with his loved, you know, a loved one. And he feels regretful and he feels, you know, remorseful on all these things. And he wanted me to talk more about dishonesty and disloyalty and all these things, which we will get right into. But I want to, I want to, again, I want to divide today's episode into uh, certain, uh, you know, certain categories or certain, certain segments. The first segment is I want to address those who are betrayed. And the second segment is I want to address those who betrayed people or already betrayed people. And then the last segment, I want it to be the conclusion, and which is the forgiveness. Can we forgive people who betrayed us? Uh, or, you know, is it mandatory to forgive people who betrayed us or not? And, and how do we, you know, reconcile? How do we make amends if it's very painful or whatever happens? So let's, let's talk first. Um, and let me address first the people who were betrayed. And and I'm one of them. This happened to me. I had I had you know close friends, people that I truly trusted, and they betrayed me. Um, this happens to a lot of people. And this actually mentioned is mentioned in the Quran. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the chapter of Taghabun, uh, uh, verse number fourteen. Um, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala says, "Wa min azwajikum wa awladikum aduwan lakum fahdaruhum." So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the chapter of Taghabun, verse number fourteen, is telling us that from your spouses and your children could be enemies to you people who would actually try and what's meant here is people who would make you commit sins people who would actually push you to do the wrong thing you know uh, so be careful be aware of them uh you know so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is telling us hey be careful you know from your own families there could be enemies to you right and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying but if you forgive them and you let it go, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the ultimate forgiver. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us that these things happen from your even close ones, right? So, uh, for example, and, and again, we're addressing the people who are betrayed. What is the what is the meaning of betrayal? Well, betrayal, and why pe- betrayal is so painful? Why betrayal could cause trauma? Why betrayal is so hard to accept? Well, it's for a very simple reason, because betrayal comes from people that we trust the most. It wouldn't be betrayal if it came from someone that we don't trust, right? So betrayal coming from someone, you know, there has to be, you have to be trusting that person for it to be betrayal. So you place your trust in in someone, and then that person betrays that trust or, you know, uh, uh, does something, you know, uses that trust to harm you uh, and do something bad to you. Even either for just the sake of harming you or to gain something themselves from it, right? So that's betrayal. You you, you trust someone and they uh, disappoint you and they try to harm you, uh, whether for you know for harming you or for their own sake, right? So that is betrayal. That's why it's painful because you receive it from someone that you fully trust, right? So the second thing about betrayal is that it's very intentional. Nobody betrays somebody unintentionally. So don't get it twisted. When people say, oh, I didn't mean to do that, if it's actually an act of betrayal, and again, there are so many forms of betrayal, right? Um, If somebody says something, right, and they say, oh, sorry, I didn't mean it. No, betrayal is not a betrayal 
if it's unintentional unintentional that means that, may, that means it was a mistake it was a misunderstanding it was something that happened that was not meant to be or the person didn't mean to do it but when it is an, a true betrayal that means the person intended to betray you now they might not call it a betrayal in their own sight in their own you know uh, from their own perspective it, this but they know what they were doing to you right so that's why it's very difficult and it's very hard to grasp and to understand and to accept, you know, and it causes like trauma. Like when, when I was betrayed by someone who was close to me, a friend of mine, I was, I was kind of traumatized briefly. You know, I didn't understand why they did what they did, right? I didn't understand why they did that. Uh, the same thing happened in, 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 you know, for our listener from the you know, that previous episode or the episode before that, you know, he was also betrayed by someone who he, he literally said that he trusted her the most. Like he said that she, he, she was the only one who literally he trusted and, you know, but then she betrayed that trust by, you know, claiming things about him and saying that he was the one after her, that she never was in a relationship with him. And, you know, that she wanted to be, you know, he was harassing her, all these things that we mentioned before. And, he was kind of like traumatized by it and i understand that feeling very well because again i was traumatized by a friend of mine that i thought i really trusted but then for no obvious reason they betrayed that trust right and here comes here's the situation about this whole reasoning thing sometimes you know why they did what they did Som- sometimes you know why you were betrayed uh, again if, if it's obvious if if for example somebody betrayed you for their own gains Right, somebody sold you out. Somebody did something. Right, whether it's a partnership, whether it's a friendship, whether you know your spouse, whether whatever the relationship is, uh, and you can tell their 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 uh, their reasoning. It doesn't justify what they did. So if you know why they did it, it's still I, I don't like I I don't think that anything in this world could justify betrayal. Right, someone can make a mistake. You could literally, you know, do something uh, unless you were forced, which is, I don't call it betrayal. At this, like, if somebody forces somebody to do, you know, like, I don't have a live example. I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't go through a live example. But like in a movie, for example, if somebody, you know, force somebody to betray their 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 best friend, or they force somebody to betray their spouse, whatever. If they were forced, then it's not called betrayal, actually. Right. So now. When you know the reasons, now it's up to you whether you accept those reasons or not. Would that make you feel better or not? This is up to you. But sometimes, and this is the worst type of betrayal, you don't understand the reason. Like, for example, in case of, you know, our listener who was betrayed by that girl or, you know, in case of like my friend or, you know, other people, I'm pretty sure this is the worst type of betrayal. When you don't know the reason why you were betrayed. You were emotionally there. You were supporting them. You were with them. You trusted them and they trusted you and you never betrayed that trust, right? You were always with them whenever they were down. You support them. You're mentally there. You're always there. You're always supporting them. You're always, you know, you're willing to do many things for them. Like, you know, for example, that, uh, that our listener was about to plan marriage with that person, whether it was right or wrong, whether, you know, like that it's beyond the scope of this, you know, topic or this episode, but we're talking about like, you know, there was full trust and for no reason they decide to betray you. Now I have a couple of theories, but I have, in in my opinion, the best theory and I'm going to leave it to the end. So for example, and again, this is a combination of multiple situations that I was told about, right? So, for example, it could be that there are people, and 
again, we don't know who's who. We don't know why they did it. This is just a speculation, and we're throwing in some, you know, some options or some, you know, uh, possibilities. People could be pure evil. And this is actually mentioned in the Quran. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala calls certain people Shayateenul Ins, the Shayateen of mankind or the devils of humans. There are humans who are Allah and the Prophet, they call them devils. Shayateenul Ins. They're mentioned numerously in our religion. There are people who are just purely evil. There are people who have no remorse. They could hurt you, they could betray you, and they don't care. And they move on with their lives. And we don't know that until this happens, right? We do not, and this is key, and I'll tell you why. We do not know that about them until the betrayal happens. Then you realize, oh my God, these are like, this is pure evil. Those people are purely evil, right? So that's one thing. We don't know, of course, which is which. This is just, we're throwing some options. Another thing is people could. Uh, 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 justify it to themselves And this is actually in my opinion The most dangerous type Which is people who lie And believe their own lies So somebody might say No I was justified I, uh, You know I was supposed to do that But then you believe your own lie And this is the most dangerous Type of lying By the way When you lie and you believe your own lie You know like Again uh, in, in that story, the girl was like, oh no, you were harassing me. She was telling the, our listener, for those of you who know the story and whatever, she was like claiming that he was harassing her while well, he was not. And he showed me proof of that. She seemed like she believed her. Life. He was like even mind boggled. Like, does she really believe that? You know, I've met someone who would actually claim something which is clearly a lie and they totally believe it. Now that could be due to, I don't know, mental, un, like they're mentally unstable or they could literally just want to victimize themselves. Because I know a lot of people who victimize themselves, right? They're all always the victim. They're always harassed. They're always, you know, uh, the, the 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 good people who are, you know, being faced with difficult situations and everybody else around them is, you know, perpetrators, bad, and, and they are the only victims in any situation, right? There could be that. People could be like that. And I've met a few people who are actually like that and they dealt with people like that. We don't know. Right, but this is, in my opinion, when you lie and you mentally believe your own lie, this is dangerous, right? And again, I've met people like that a lot. And the, and so here's these are like a couple of things, right? And and again, we said that if they have their own reasons and you find out the reasons, then this is something that up to you whether you accept those reasons or not. This is totally up to the one who is being betrayed. Now, let's talk about. Uh, um, something that's, and, and my opinion, think is the key answer to that question, which is why do people betray us when we don't know the answer? Like, how do we interpret this? Are they pure evil? Are they mentally unstable? Are they just bad people? You know, like they're just bad people. You know, they they they're selfish. They care about themselves, and and we like. How do I reconcile? Well, in my opinion, this question was answered by actually my best friend's mother. That I had this situation, you know, with, with a friend of mine and, and, and they betrayed me. And I asked the question was, why did they do what they, I don't understand why they did what they did, right? I was just like mind boggled and I was like, what, what, what just happened? What did I do wrong? You know, and she had the perfect, most profound religious answer that I've ever, it was, it is wallahi mind blowing. She said that she said, sometimes now, this is to those who were betrayed and they don't know why 
They don't understand the reason. It just happened out of nowhere, right? And they're struggling with why this happened. She said, don't, like she said, sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, well, Allah, all the time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what's in your heart and he knows what's in the other person's heart, right? The one who betrayed you. So sometimes Allah looks at the heart, your heart, and then he looks at the other heart. And he finds out that, for example, your heart is pure. You have good intentions and they don't have good intentions. They don't have to be evil, by the way. They don't have to be bad people, but they just, for the sake of this relationship, of this friendship, of this, you know, whatever bond between you and that person, they don't have the best of intentions. So what happens is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposes them in front of you by allowing them, not making them, not forcing them, allowing them, giving them the option to betray you, and they choose that option. And basically Allah, because Allah knows what's in their heart, and you don't. Listen, you could be in a relationship with your spouse, with a wife, uh, with a husband for God knows how long, and they, you, they, they, you, you still discover crazy things about them that will make you change how you look at them. But who knows about this from the beginning? It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why being with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, being close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you that advantage. When you make dua to Allah, oh Allah, protect me. Protect me from the evil of people. You know, the the the, 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 the last chapter in the Quran, chapter number 114. You're basically seeking refuge in Allah from people and the evil that people could bring. And whatever shaitan whispers to, the, to those people to do to you, you're basically seeking protection from Allah from anybody. Again, your own family members could be enemies to you. You don't know, right? So Allah, again, her response was beautiful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives her health and gives her, you know, all the happiness in the world. Uh, My best friend's mother, she literally said, and it was, it makes sense. It actually should stop you. Like you should stop looking for reasons. Now, whatever happened, happened, right? For you guys, for those of you who experienced something like this and stop trying to make sense of it. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did that for a reason. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala exposed that person in front of you, made them turn from someone you fully trust to someone you can't trust anymore, to someone who hurt you, who you know harmed you in 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 in, in it depends on the level of betrayal, right? In an awful way or in a less awful way, God knows, right? And he showed you their true colors. Now they don't have to be horrible people, they don't have to be evil, but they just were not good for you. They were not good for you. They were not supposed to be in your life for that long. So Allah cut that short, showed you their true colors, right? Allah knows what your intention were. Allah knows their intentions and Allah decided to now expose everyone. So when they did what they did, you don't understand why it happened. Nothing pushed this to happen. There were no pre, you know, any, any actions that led to this. Rest assured that Allah did that for a reason to prevent a greater evil to prevent a greater betrayal probably you know and this all happens for a reason uh, and let me tell you a story that happened to the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam during the battle of uhud now we didn't get to the battle of uhud yet but i'll tell you just a little bit of you know snippet of the battle that proves this whole betrayal and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you know uh, would would expose people to save you from you know a greater evil 
So uh, the hypocrites of Medina, for those of you who know, they're in Medina where the Prophet ﷺ, you know, uh, was staying with the with the Muslims. There were a group of people. There was a group of people that basically they uh, pretended to be Muslims, but they were actually not Muslims, and Allah exposed them uh, many times. And they were called the hypocrites, or munafiqun. There's actually a chapter in the Quran after, uh, you know, named after the munafiqun. And uh, basically, what they were, what what was going on is that they were going to war with the people of Quraysh, with the pagans of Quraysh, and you know the hypocrites were you know among the Muslims. And you know, again, they were pretending to be Muslims, and then on the way to the battle, to the battlefield, uh, they started slipping away one by one. So they started, you know. Uh, uh, leaving the, the 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 army, and you know they started little by little, you know, retreating, and they wanted basically to go back home. And Allah Subhanahu wa Taala actually addresses this uh, incident in the Quran in in the chapter of Anfal, verse number three, when He says what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala basically says He caused them to do what they did. They betrayed the Muslims. The Muslims are going to war, right? The Muslims are going to war. And these people pretended to be Muslims to pretend. They said, we're going to fight along. Don't worry, we're with you. But then on the way, they betrayed the Muslims. They didn't say we're not going to war from the beginning. No, on the way to the battle, they said, oh, we're out. So that was a blatant betrayal, right? And the Muslims, again, many of the Muslims thought they were not that bad. You know, yeah, they're questionable, but, you know, inshallah, it's going to be fine. So that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allowed them to betray the Muslims so Allah would expose them in front of the Muslims. Because, by the way, after the battle of Uhud, after this battle, now the munafiqun are now exposed. Allah exposed them to the Muslims. By the way, this is, you know, for those of you who do not know, like they became officially called the munafiqun, the, the, the hypocrites. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he addresses this and he says he did, that he caused this to happen, he allowed this to happen, this is in the Quran. And that, you know, goes with, you know, what my best friend's mom said, which is Allah wanted to separate the good from the evil. Allah wanted to show the people who have good hearts, those who are evil. By doing what? By allowing the people, the evil people, to betray them. Do you understand? So Allah, and, and by the way, this led to, you know, one of the things is because, you know, the, the battle of Uhud, the Muslims lost technically in the battle of Uhud, but it was, there was a greater winning here. There was a greater victory that the Muslims now know who is their enemy and who was their ally. You understand? So this battle had a greater uh, uh, a greater victory, uh, you know, down the line. It was not just the actual battle. So that's that's my point. When someone that you trusted fully betrays you, yes, it's going to be painful. Yes, it's going to be harmful to you. Yes, it's going to, you know, cause you trauma. Yes, it's going to cause you sadness. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is doing what? He is showing you those people. He is basically like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in a verse, he is showing you that these people are evil. Stay away from them. Because God knows, Allahu A'lam, you know, you never know something evil could have, way worse could have happened to you by those people. 
So that, for those of you who are struggling, why this person did that to me? Why this person, you know, left me the way they left me? Or why this person, you know, uh, 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 after he said he's going to be my best friend or she's going to be my best friend, she let go of me and she backstabbed me or whatever. This is your answer. No matter what, if you don't see a clear answer, take that as an answer and say, Alhamdulillah. Thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for that blessings. Because again, it's it's and here's the thing, right? This life is not the end all. Like we don't live in this life to, you know, uh, be friends and make like, of course it's great if there's a halal friendship and if there is a, a friendship for the sake of Allah and there is, you know, marriage for the sake of Allah and all these halal relationships, but you don't like define yourself based on a relationship, no matter how the relationship was, no matter who it was with, you know, you don't this is this is doesn't define you. Right, so when something bad happens, rest assured that Allah did what's best for you. So that's for those who were betrayed. Be patient, thank Allah because Allah is with you, and be with Allah. So this will never would never happen again, right? Because again, like we, Allah knows, Allah knows, Allah sees the hearts. You don't, you'll never be able to. But Allah sees the heart. Somebody could be faking them, you know, being close to you and be, be, being really, you know, supportive and being, you know, trustworthy, you might not even know that they're not. Who knows? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So make dua to Allah. Continuous dua to Allah to protect you from people who are like that or protect you from the evil of, you know, people in general. And Allah will expose those people for you. Allah will do the work for you. Just be close to Allah. So that's the first segment. We're talking about, you know, uh, we address the people who were betrayed. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches now let's address the people who actually betray. You know the ones who actually commit, the, you know the, the the betrayal. Now, number one, you're not supposed to do that as a Muslim, right? As a Muslim, you're not supposed to betray anyone. Period. Whether they were Muslim or not, you're not supposed to do that. The Prophet ﷺ said that a Muslim does not betray a fellow Muslim. That a Muslim does not betray a non-Muslim. Period. You do not betray anyone, period. Now you might think, well, I was justified to do what I wanted to do, right? I was supposed to do what I was supposed to do. No, betrayal is really well-defined action, right? You know, when you backstab someone, when you claim stuff against someone, when you do stuff, you know, when you cause trouble to someone, when you cause harm to someone, whether mental or physical, if they trusted you so much, that means you betrayed them when you do, you know, when you do these these things now another thing is that uh but for you to you you might think well i'm not a villain i mean you know i'm not a bad person i'm not a i was i was justified in what i'm doing the number one step for you to understand what you did is for actually you to admit to yourself 
that you did something wrong. And this goes for any type of sin. You know, if we sin in any kind of sin and we don't want to admit our own mistake, we don't want to admit our own sin, how are we going to admit it to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How are we going to ask for forgiveness for something that we don't believe we did wrong? Allah is not going to forgive us unless we know and we admit it to ourselves that whatever we did was wrong. It was sinful and it was wrong. That's why. That's how Allah forgives us. You know, the first step, admit to ourselves. Second step, regret. Third step, admit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala while you're regretting what you did. Fourth step is for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you inshallah. This goes for sins. Same thing happens between people. When you did some, when you do something wrong, when you harm someone, when you wrong someone, you have to admit to yourself. Like Peter, for example, was saying, you know, that he feels like he was dishonest and, and you know, disloyal with, with his significant other. And, you know, he did certain things. He had certain things that were kind of harmful. They affected the relationship. And he basically feels guilty and this is great so for peter this is amazing man like this is literally the first step in the right direction admitting your own mistakes we are human beings we make mistakes the fact that you don't want to admit your for those who don't want to admit you know their, their mistakes for those who don't feel like they did something wrong well this is a serious issue that that's number one you can put that in under the category of arrogance and allah hates arrogance one of the worst things you could do is to be an arrogant when it comes to you making mistakes. Because that leads to you never fixing your mistakes because you don't think you made a mistake, right? So you have to get off your high horse and admit that you made a mistake. Admit to yourself, admit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then go ask for forgiveness. Go talk to that person, you know, the, the one you betrayed. Go say like, you know, and you might be surprised. They might be completely over this and they might, you know, have completely forgiven you and if not, then have a conversation with them, try to fix it. That's the attitude of a Muslim. That is the attitude of a believer. Also, you have to understand something very, very important. That on the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will settle between people. Meaning what? You know, if you don't pray, if you don't fast, if you don't do a lot of things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, you're going to have to answer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And you're going to have to either Allah will forgive you or not. This is something up completely to Allah. But when you commit injustice towards someone else, towards a fellow Muslim, whether they're, you know, like whether you're, you know, anybody, family members, friends, whatever, any anybody that you commit injustice against, even if somebody you do not know, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make this settlement, this court, for you to, you know, pay your due because you didn't do it in the dunya. You didn't ask for forgiveness in the dunya. You didn't go and talk to them and try to settle it in the dunya. Exactly like backbiting. You know, the worst thing you could do is backbiting to, you know, to backbite someone behind their back, to talk about them, you know, bad behind their back. Actually, you're going to have to answer to them on the day of judgment. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make that person come to you on the day of judgment and take from your good deeds. Now, you, you are fasting in this life. You are praying all, you know, all five daily prayers you try to do your best you're praying charity all these things well guess what if you committed injustices against other people other specifically other muslims on the day of judgment whatever you did those people that you you know betrayed those people that you committed injustice against they will start taking from your good deeds in front of everyone you know they will come to you and allah will say now it's time for you to pay back you know pay them back for what you did to them then they will take from your 
good deeds. Let's say that somebody didn't have much good deeds to give. And this is very critical, by the way. And this is actually a very famous, unauthentic hadith by the Prophet ﷺ. You can look it up. It's called the Hadith of the Bankrupt. Hadithul Muflis. Hadith of the Bankrupt. When the Prophet ﷺ described who is the bankrupt among the Muslims on the Day of Judgment, he said that somebody who has been fasting, praying, paying zakah, doing this, doing hajj, everything, and because they were committing injustices, backbiting, betraying you know, other fellow Muslims, all the stuff that they gathered in this dunya for the hereafter will be taken from them on the day of judgment. Because again, they were, you know, bad people and they basically committed injustice against other Muslims. So not only you're going to have to answer to those who, you know, committed injustice against those who, you know, in this, in the context of today's topic, those who you betrayed, right? There is another problem. The Prophet ﷺ in another authentic hadith said what? لُكُلِّ غَادِرٍ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ so the Prophet is telling us something that's very horrifying. This is now a punishment. This is not just Allah settling between you know two Muslims. This is a punishment on the day of judgment for those who betray other Muslims. It doesn't matter how you know you betray them. Like we said, there are many forms and in shapes of betrayal. Whatever the betrayal is, if it's defined as betrayal, then this is the punishment that will befall you know on you. Look at this. You will be resurrected on the day of judgment with a flag, a flag coming out of your body, something you cannot detach. It will be attached to your body, coming literally out of your body. And in that flag, there will be, it will be written, you betrayed so and so. For every person you betrayed, there will be a flag. Imagine if you betrayed multiple people, multiple friends, multiple Muslims, multiple family members. For every member, for every person you betrayed in this life, if you didn't repent, if you didn't go back to Allah, if you didn't ask for the forgiveness, or at least tried, right? There will be a flag. Imagine some people will have many flags coming out of their bodies. Now, of course, this is more of a supernatural uh, in the world of the unseen kind of thing. So we can't actually describe it, but the Prophet basically is telling us what we need to know about it. So now imagine for every person you betray, is a flag coming out of your body and it will says this is ghadratu fulan meaning this is the betrayal of so and so now there is a profound way of this punishment because number one Allah is exposing you in front of mankind imagine everybody in the land of gathering on the day of judgment will be able to see this so Allah will expose those who betray others Again, it doesn't. If it, if it, you know, it doesn't matter how you betrayed them. If you betrayed them, and if you, you know, they trusted you, and you betrayed that trust, it is betrayal. So Allah Subhanahu wa Taala will actually expose that person in front of everyone. Imagine mankind, all of humanity, all of your humanity will be watching and looking at that flag. They'll be able to see it. So if you, you know, try to, you know, mask your betrayal now. How are you going to mask it from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on the day of judgment? Again, this is all great. Allah is telling us what's going to happen for us to act now. If you betrayed someone, you know, if you if you committed any betrayal, try to make amends. Try to fix what you did because this is your only option. Now, whether you betrayed them, whether you were backbiting, we can like we can have a full episode about backbiting, you know, because this is again something that's horrifying and it's a major sin that we really don't make a big deal out of it when it sh- you know should be a problem. It should be a big deal. So, yeah, yeah, the Prophet is telling us that, it, again, betrayal 
is something that's evil in the sight of Allah. When two people betray one another, one of them betray you know the other, it's evil. It's an evil act. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned many times, numerous times, you know, that Allah has the la'na, la'na of Allah upon them. Allah cursed them. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Allah cursing you? Right? So make amends. Life could be a lot easier than this. Don't why why do you have to betray someone? Amana, amana, amana. Amana means trust. You have to establish trust. Trust has to be established between two Muslims, even if they don't need to talk to each other again. Just establish that peace, you know, and establish that trust. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept that and not make us from those who betray people and you know and make it easy upon us if we are the ones, you know, uh, who are betrayed. So that's number one. Again, if you if you th- like, just sit with you, look at yourself in the mirror, and be truthful to yourself. That's how we become better in general, right? Just admit to yourself what you did, and you'll be able to become a better person. Now, for those who like, you know, the Prophet also said that in, in an authentic hadith, four things you'll find in a person that means that person is a pure, you know, hypocrite. And if one of the four things were found in that person, that means that person has somehow uh, or some part of pure hypocrisy. Now, you guys, you need to focus on this because this is critical. Number one, the first thing, if they were trusted, they betray that trust. Number one, sign of pure hypocrisy. If you were trusted, someone who trusted you, someone who, you know, put their trust in you and someone that you basically knew what you were doing to them and you were harming them, whether physically, whether mentally, whether whatever, and you betrayed that trust, you know that they were going to be in pain because of what you did. That puts you as you have one part of pure hypocrisy in you, of four, one of four. Second one, when they speak, they lie. Again, part of the betrayal could be lying, right? Part of being dishonest, part of being disloyal is lying. And again, think about it. Face yourself. Do you lie when you speak? And, and, and now we're not talking about a one-time thing. We're talking about a constant thing, right? This is your personality, like being a pathological liar, you know, being liar by nature. وَإِذَا عَاهَدَ غَدَرْ وَإِذَا عَاهَدَ غَدَرْ when they promise, they never fulfill their promise. Then you have a serious issue. Then you have three out of four, uh, you know, characters of being pure hypocrite. Number four, when they have a problem with you, when they have a quarrel with you, they exaggerate. They go to the extreme. And trust me, I know people like that. Like I know someone when they get mad at you, even if they are the ones who wronged you, They'll block you. Why? For what reason? Is it arrogance? Do you believe deep down in your core that you're better than them? Then you obviously not. That's number one. When you believe that you're better than someone, then you're not. Just This is actually a general rule. When you believe that you're better than someone, that means you are actually less than them. That's number one. Number two, what would you gain? from like starting war with people. People you had a problem with. You go to war with them, you want to fight them. I'm like, I don't want to even hear it from you. We're not going to have any conversation. We're not going to settle this. No amends, nothing. I'm not accepting your apology, whatever. Why would you do that to yourself and to anybody else? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. And it's it's just, it's very interesting. It's like some people just want to be miserable. 
They want to live in misery. You know, I don't want to talk to this person. You know, that's it. خلاص, that's it. I don't want to talk to them. I don't want to even deal with them. And you know, the issue could have been resolved if you wanted peace. But because you don't want peace, it's just simply you just want to live miserable. You want to live hating someone, holding, you know, a grudge towards someone for the rest of your life. This is an attitude of someone who's miserable, someone who has no, you know, uh, uh, love in their hearts. It's always hate, hate. You know, I, I know people who want to just fight the world. They're always fighting. They're always arguing. They always do this and they want to live miserable. And then they complain that they are miserable. Very interesting. You know. They want to live miserable, but that yet they complain that they are miserable. You know, their friends hate them. They always have problems. They fight their friends and they have problems with their friends. They have problems with their, you know, uh, you know, family members. And, and they complain, why am I miserable? Because you, you are the cause of this. You are causing yourself to be miserable by not wanting to make amends with others. You want to fight to the extreme. Even though if the issue was not worth it or if the issues sh- like the other side said it's resolved and it's over, you still want to go to war and you complain. Why? You know, you wonder, why am I miserable? Because of that, you cause this, you know, upon yourself. You know, some people, yeah, I understand. Some people, they like trouble. Some people, they like to have an issue with the whole world. Again, I, knew, I, I used to know people like that, you know, but what would you gain? And you're going to go to sleep and, and you're going to like, you don't want to meet them. You don't want to talk to them. You don't want to see them. For what reason? Just move on. Let it go and move on. Life is shorter than this. You know, we might die any moment, any time. Do you really want to die upon hating someone, holding a grudge? For what reason? And you might be the one who wronged them? Come on, think about it. This is something that the Prophet ﷺ said that if you have, you're a pure hypocrite. You're a pure hypocrite. You go to the extreme. I don't want to hear it from you. I'm blocking you from my life. For what reason? I mean, unless they did something that's fatal. This is a different story. We're talking about like, you know, whatever the issue was. Don't go to the extreme. But again, the point is, the first thing that the Prophet ﷺ said was betrayal. They were trusted. They betrayed that trust. Betrayal is a very evil act by its nature. And like we said, betrayal is always intentional. It's always intentional, right? No matter what the reasons were, no matter what the reasons might be, no matter what would you you know say to justify it, it is an evil act, right? And here is you know one of the things that Subhanallah uh, that I, I love the most about this is that you know um, it's it's th- the idea of like. Harming each other in general is something that's forbidden in Islam. And betrayal is actually the worst type of, uh, of harming one another. Because you, cause, you could cause trauma, you could cause mental issues to person, beside whatever you cause by betraying them. Could be physical, could be financial, whatever you did to betray that person, add to that a very emotional, heavy kind of trauma. Because they trusted you. And you betrayed that trust. And a Muslim shouldn't do that. Right? And the Muslim who was betrayed should always rely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thank Allah, like we said, that Allah exposed whoever did that to them, you know, uh, sooner than later. Now, again, 
the 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 whole idea of 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 all these mental issues and all these you know just just let it go live a normal life don't burn bridges like i i noticed that a lot of a lot of people they're okay with burning bridges but you you don't you really don't want to burn bridges just keep it peaceful keep it intact you know like keep it there why do you have to burn it you know why do you have to burn bridges it doesn't make sense to me but I understand there are people out there who are very complicated. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide them to the right path. Now, let's get into the third segment, which is technically my favorite part, which is the forgiveness, the forgiving part. Can we forgive one another? You know, if I was betrayed by you, can I forgive you? You know, and I'll give you a little bit of, exa- of an example from the seerah, a story that, you know, we didn't come to when it comes to the biography of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, but I'll give you like a little brief, uh, uh, you know, part of it, which is uh, in Medina, the hypocrites that we talked about, the hypocrites of Medina, they actually uh, spread a rumor about Aisha, the wife of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you know, that, you know, uh, that she was with, with, with someone from the companions and it was like a filthy rumor that of course was untrue and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed it in the Quran um, and you know they spread that rumor and as we know Aisha is the daughter of Abu Bakr the best friend of the Prophet and one of the people who spread the rumor is someone as a companion by the name of Mistah Mistah is actually a second cousin of Aisha so he's a nephew of Abu Bakr and Abu Bakr used to help him and give him charity because he's one of the immigrants, right? They immigrated all together. So he used to give him charity all the time and, you know, he used to help him out. And when Abu Bakr heard that Mistah did what he did, he helped spreading the rumor, Abu Bakr swore that he will never give him any more money, period. That's it. And he was kind of justified. This is a man who is spreading rumors about your daughter, who is innocent, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala proved her innocent afterwards, and you're helping him, and he knows that you're helping him, yet he did not care, and you know he helped spreading that rumor. Now, Abu Bakr was justified. He said, I'm not going to pay this guy any money. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reveals uh, 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 verses in the chapter of Nur, verse number 22. The chapter of Nur, verse number 22, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us how to forgive one another. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَا يَأْتَلِ أُولُوا الْفَضْلِ مِنْكُمْ وَالسِّعَةِ أَنْ يُؤْتُوا أُولُوا الْقُرْبَى وَالْمَسَاكِينِ وَالْمُهَاجِرِينَ فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ وَالْيَعْفُ وَالْيَصْفَحُوا أَلَا تُحِبُّونَ أَنْ يَغْفُرَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ Again, chapter Anur, verse number 22. Now, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us something very important. He's, t- he's talking to Abu Bakr, and of course, he's talking to the rest of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, number one, the, for those of you, now we're explaining the verse, for those of you who have wealth and status, do not use the name of Allah because Abu Bakr swore. You remember Abu Bakr said, oh, by the name of Allah, he swore that he's never going to give Mistah any more money. So he said, do not use the name of Allah, you know, uh, and say that you won't give. Look at this. Your relative on the poor from the immigrants. Look what Allah did. Allah's mentioning three qualities in Mistah. Yeah, Mistah did help. He did something awful. He did something that's un- unbelievable that he spread that rumor, helped spreading that rumor. He didn't actually start. He helped spreading it, right? But then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he is a relative to Abu Bakr and that he is from the poor. He is he is in need. And he is from the immigrants, which we know that they have high status on the side of Allah. So those three things are in one person. The Yes, they made a mistake. And this is what Allah is saying. Forgive and move on. وَالْيَعْفُ وَالْيَصْفَحُ Forgive and forget. 
don't you want Allah to forgive you? This is a really, really legit question that we, this is what we, you know, talked about. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, imagine if Allah treated you the way you treated your fellow human being when they, they, they wrong you and you don't want to forgive them. Like when someone wronged you and you don't want to forgive them, imagine if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala treated you the same way, that he did not accept your repentance and he does not want to forgive you. How would you act? How would you react? How would you feel? You know, this whole, our whole religion is built on repentance. And when we make a mistake, we go back to Allah. And when we're sincere, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives us. So imagine that you are like, you know, when you reject someone's, you know, uh, uh, apology or you don't want to forgive them, all right, so don't don't say that, oh, Allah, why wouldn't you forgive me, Allah? Because imagine if Allah treats you the same way that you're treating your fellow Muslim or your fellow human being, right? So you have to understand, in order for you to gain Allah's forgiveness, you have to give forgiveness. You have to forgive people in order to be forgiven. This is what Allah is saying in the Quran, right? Don't you want Allah to forgive you? He's telling Abu Bakr and he's telling the rest of us. You know, he's telling all of us, if you want my forgiveness, you have to start forgiving people. You know, when our Prophet ﷺ, you know, went back to Mecca, we didn't also get to that part, but when he conquered Mecca, you know, when he went back to Mecca, he the first thing he did was, you know, he could have easily seeked vengeance from all the people of Quraysh. You know, when they persecuted him, when they tortured him and all the rest of the Muslims and everything. But instead, he let them go. He literally forgave them. And, you know, people were amazed by this. People couldn't even believe this. People in Mecca were shocked. Pagans in Mecca were shocked. That the Prophet ﷺ chose to forgive them because, again, he forgave them when he was in a position of power. He forgave them because he can. He could have easily, you know, took his vengeance from them, but he chose to forgive him. And this is the same thing. Choose to forgive. You know, you're not forced to forgive. You know, forgiving someone who wronged you is not mandatory in Islam, but it's very, very, very recommended. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is asking us, فَلْيَعْفُ وَلْيَصْفَحُ forgive and forget and that brings me back to you know one of the things like um you know forgiving and forgetting there's a per, like there's a difference between you forgive someone for wronging you and you never forget but you forgive them you let it go خلاص, you know it's over but sometimes sometimes you know you need to forgive and for actually it's the prefer the, the actually what you're supposed to do is that you're supposed to forgive and forget this is the highest level of forgiveness the high, this is the ideal level of forgiveness, you know, that you forgive and forget and move on. Try to make amends, try to get back into that person's life. Again, as long as they're not harming you in any way, shape or form, you could go back to their lives and you could be part of it in a healthy way and they could be part of yours and we live in harmony, peacefulness, right? Some people don't want that. I get it. Then, Okay. I mean, this is your own, do your own thing. But the ideal thing is to forgive and forget and just move on. Whether you move on together, if it's impossible for you to get back to that person and, you know, be in their lives or whatever friendship or family member and, you know, whatever happened was too deep, then all right, but just choose at least to forgive, you know, say salam to each other, be, you know, separate on a peaceful note. Separate on a peaceful note. If you can't, you know, make amends and be in each other's lives, then separate on a peaceful note, right? Like, you know, it's it's crazy. Like sometimes when you when you first meet someone and you think they're gonna be in your life forever, and you know they're gonna be positive, uh, you know, uh, ha- they're gonna have a positive effect on your life, and you're gonna have a positive effect on their life, and then something bad happens, and then it gets ugly. It doesn't have to get ugly. 
right? Life could be, you could be smarter than the shaitan. You could be smarter than the devil because the devil at the end of the day is the one who causes issues. Again, we said people could be evil, you know, by nature. But at the same time, you know, the devil does its thing. He doesn't, he ruins relationships between people. So you have to be smarter than this. If you're a true believer, you have to be smarter than this. So again, the ideal thing is to forgive and forget and move on, make amends, you know, be in their lives or let them be in your life. And maybe in a smaller capacity, doesn't matter, but move on. Life will be wallahi better because don't burn bridges. You never know when you're going to need one. Second thing is, like we said, Okay, forgive, forget, and you don't have to be in each other's lives. You know, you can you can go without that part. If 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 it's impossible for you to be in each other's lives, then it's fine. So that's you know the the the, the second option. Um, now here's the thing, right? Allah Subhanahu wa Taala tells us like, and, and imagine this: between spouses, between you and your spouse, right? If you guys don't even forgive each other, you have to learn how to forgive. You have to, as a Muslim, as a believer, you have to learn how, you know, to forgive. Demonstrate this forgiveness a lot. You know, because imagine a spouse, two spouses, like a husband and a wife, can't forgive each other. You know, they will like fight each other for the the smallest, tiniest problem. That's not a life. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that these marriages, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made, you know, this whole, you know, marriage thing is something that is peaceful. That you go home and you feel that you're home. You feel that you're at peace. And this applies on all Muslims and believers, but especially in your household, right? So again, learn how to forgive. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba Effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Now, out of Allah's mercy and out of, you know, the perfection of our religion, Allah gave us other options. You know, Allah gave us other options. Uh, um, if you can't, because again, we're human beings. Sometimes we can't forget. Someone wronged us very, very severely and we can't let it go. We can't forgive. We can't forget. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has allowed us to do an eye for an eye. An eye for an eye is to, you know, you know, hit back. But it has to be the same exact severity. You can't go above and beyond. You can't go more. Otherwise, you will be the one who have to answer to Allah on the day of judgment. And you trust me, you don't want that. Right? So, an eye, an eye, qasas, you know, in, in, in Islam, you know, wala tastawil hasana, wala sayya, itfa' billati hiya ahsan. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically telling us again that you, you could do an eye for an eye. No problem. But here's the issue. Here's the problem. If you do more, then you're going to get in trouble. You know, it's going to be between you and Allah now. You're going to have to answer to that person that you committed. Because technically you committed injustice now. If you responded in a worse way. Right? And you don't want that. You know? Uh, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is basically telling us you can do that. It's not preferable. But it's not haram. 
It's 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 not you know uh, it's it, it is allowed, right? And here's uh, there's a beautiful scholar who said something that was very profound. He said, uh, "What? How would you measure the same exact you know payback? How would you measure it? How would you know that you're doing the same exact thing and you're not doing it any worse? How do you how do you measure the impact? Basically, he's trying to say, choose forgiveness, because you'll never be able to measure it if you want to like you know get back at them and whatever." Choose forgiveness. Now, you know, like we said, forgiving and forgetting is the best. Forgiveness in general is, you know, the best. You know, Allah, it is mentioned that Allah is saying, okay, you could do an eye for an eye. But even Allah saying, if you forgive and forget, Allah will give you tremendous amount of rewards. You want that, trust me. Trust me, you want that. You know? And then again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying, Such a beautiful and a profound verse that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling us. People that you might think they became your enemies because of whatever the problem, you know, the issues that you guys had together. Be forgive. Forget and Allah might make them closer to you than ever before. You know, like I had a friend of mine, we had an issue, we don't talk anymore, right? And if I choose to forgive, and if I choose to forgive, forget, and if you know they choose to forgive and they choose to forget, Allah might make us even stronger. Our bond could be stronger than ever before. This is not impossible. Allah could do Allah saying this in the Quran. Just do it the right way. Do it, you know, the, the proper way. Forgive, forget, let go, move on. There are more serious things to do in this life. And you might need the help of the other person to help you out. You know, you might need their support. You know, no, do not burn bridges again, right? So that's a thing. Another problem is holding a grudge itself is a serious issue, you know, because when you hold a grudge, you're basically acknowledging that this person has power over you. Think about it. If I'm if you if you wrong me and I'm holding a grudge towards you and I keep holding a grudge, I'm literally acknowledging that you have a power over me. You know? Because you're still suffering from what this person did to you. You know, you are a prisoner to that person and what they did to you. You know, and, and here's a profound another scholar who said something that's very, very profound. He said it's like holding a burning coal, wanting to throw it at that other person. But you never do, so you only get to burn yourself. Think about it this way. You're so mad. You're so angry. And again, I know people who are like that. I know people who just, they go nuts. They go to the extreme way. The Khasama Fajr, like the Prophet said, they go so angry. I'm blocking you. I don't want to talk to you ever again. If, if, I, if I have the chance to harm you, I will. Why? For what reason? You know? Do they really, were they really your enemy? Were they, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's like holding a burning coal. You want to throw it at them, but you never do. So what, it, what happens? You end up burning your own self. You will never completely heal until you let go of that grudge. You're never, you're never going to be let go. You, know, you won't be free until you l- literally let go of that grudge. When you let go of, the, of, of, of that grudge that you're holding, you become a better person. Only then you can move on to a better life. Now, with or without those people who betrayed you when you make amends, it doesn't really matter at this point. Just let go of your grudge. 
again, at this, at, at, at the end of the day, you want Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive you. You want Allah to forgive you. How arrogant of you that you want to be forgiven, but you don't want to forgive. Think about that, my dear brothers and sisters. Think about it for a little bit. You know, it's very arrogant of you that you want to be forgiven. You ask Allah for, you know, forgiveness and you repent, but you don't want to forgive your fellow human being. Very arrogant. I'll end, uh, uh, I'll end today's, uh, you know, uh, topic with a story that's very profound. The Prophet ﷺ, you know, was sitting with the companions and then another companion came into the to the masjid, to the mosque. And he was not one of the known ones, right? He was just a simple companion, right? Again, we said companion is everyone who met the Prophet ﷺ and interacted with him who was a Muslim at the time. Uh, and then the Prophet ﷺ looked at that person and he said, this is a man of paradise. This is a man of Jannah. So the companions looked at him Basically, the Prophet said, "This man is going to Jannah. He's one of the people of Jannah, of Paradise." So, because you know the companions were used to not, you know, question the Prophet or ask him like to elaborate, because he said that and he was quiet, so he didn't elaborate. So, you know, a companion by the name of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn Al As, he basically started. He he decided to go figure out what's happening with this companion. Why the Prophet said that this man is a man of Paradise. You know, he's a dweller of, of Jannah, of paradise. So he went and he asked him, what do you do? Do you like pray more? Do you fast more? What do you do? What's your secret? So the man responded and said, the only thing I can think of is that I go to sleep every night with a clean heart. I remove all grudges towards any Muslim that I've ever had a problem with. Can you imagine? This is it. You know? Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As literally looked at him and he said, this is it. That's why you're special. You don't hold any grudges. Think about it. It only eats you from the inside, not the other person. You keep thinking about it. You keep getting angry and mad about it. For what reason? For what reason? Things, life could be better, could be happier. Life is never happy when you're holding a grudge against someone and you're like, you know, you're angry against someone or you're mad against someone or, you know, you don't want to, you know, you block yourself from someone. It's not. Think about it. It's ridiculous. It's not worth it. Not worth it. You want a lot to forgive you. You need to learn to forgive other people. Just let it go. You might need that person later on. Or you might, you know, your relationship might even be stronger. Allah said that. Waliyun Hamim, your enemy, the person who was your enemy because they betrayed you, could be your closest and best ally and friend. Think about that. It's not worth it. Holding on, you know, holding uh, a grudge, you know, uh, um, not letting go. These are things that the Prophet said they shouldn't be in a Muslim. They shouldn't be in a Muslim. And I understand betrayal could be hard. That's why Allah gave us a leeway. Give us a little bit of another option. You know, betrayal could be hard. But try to be the better person. Try to take the higher road. That's what Muslims strive to do. That's why we try to follow the footsteps of all the prophets, especially Prophet Muhammad He always used to forgive. The Prophet never, never held a grudge against anybody. Never. Always used to forgive. With that being said, we got to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.